All right, welcome back to the Kick Six podcast. I'm Nate. With me, as always, my co-host Caleb and Jake. This is our Week Four Picks podcast. We're going to bring you our picks for this week. An exciting week of college football coming up, as well as some some questions um, that we have thought up and uh, some food for thought, as well as our early season Heisman picks. So uh, let's get going. Uh, Jake, Caleb, you guys ready? Yep. Let's do this. All right, Caleb, what's uh, <laughs> what's our picks, and uh, do you have the records? Our our records? Yes. Uh, crap. Um, yeah, hold on. Um, you you could get them later. Yeah. What's gonna, what's uh, a what's a first? I, I got me and yours. Okay. Records. What's our so record? far? Nate, you're eleven and seven. I am seven and eleven. Oh, getting struck. All right. Doing it big. All right. Where, Where you guys want to start? This week, first game, Michigan at the Wisconsin. Big one, Big Ten noon. All right, big noon. Michigan at Wisconsin. We'll start there. All righty, the spread is three and a half, and they're giving the favorite to Wisconsin. And the uh, the over under is forty three in this one. Ooh, typical Big Ten fashion. All right, so uh, who's who gets to pick first? Is this uh, you, um? Me, I got right? I got this random generator. So all right, random. I actually. I was thinking we we're doing this in different order, so I randomly generated it. But I actually get the first pick in this one. Okay. So all right, there you go. I, I, I <laughs> see how that worked. <laughs> I did. Random. Caleb gets a pick first. I didn't do that on purpose. I thought we were starting at the top of the list. Go, I have. Go ahead, Caleb. What do you the got? middle of it? Alrighty. Um. Hold on. Hold on. Let me get some stats here. Let me get some stats. Okay. Michigan's at thirty-two points a game. Wisconsin fifty-five points a game. Michigan's giving up twenty-one points a game. Wisconsin has not given up a point yet this year. Wisconsin is led by quarterback Jack Cohn, 45 of 59, 564 yards and five touches. Jonathan Taylor, of course, the Heisman hopeful, 35 carries, 237 yards and five touchdowns. They've also got some good receivers over there. Michigan, extremely overrated. Shea Patterson, (laughs) 36, 58, 410 yards and three touchdowns. Those are some great stats, Nate. Thank you. Uh, those were not randomly generated. <laughs> All righty. Um, I like Wisconsin this one. And um, like like we said, Michigan's overrated. Jim Harbaugh, overrated. Um, just, yeah, that whole, that whole state, overrated. Um, I'm going to pick Wisconsin. I'm going to pick them to cover. I think it's going to be quite a – it's going to be pretty convincing. I think they're win by 10 or more, which – I don't know if that's big convincing, but Michigan is ranked. What, what are they ranked? 11th. In, in, in quotes, 11th. So I think Wisconsin takes this one pretty handily. I'll take the uh, Wisconsin to cover. All right. Caleb takes Wisconsin minus three and a half. All right. Jake, we'll let you go, and then I'll go last on this one. All right. Um, I'm going to go with oh, – Hold on one second. So this week we're changing it up. That's right. Anybody can pick anybody. Doesn't matter what the other guys pick. So we're gonna try that this week. We've been kind of switching it up, and and uh, hey, we can make the rules. It's our show, so um, let's have fun with it. All right, Jake, what do you got? Yeah, I'm gonna go Wisconsin here, just uh, solely based off Jonathan Taylor. I don't think. I mean, Michigan's gonna have to stack the box with everybody on their defense. I think to stop him. I think he's the best running back in the nation, in my opinion. Um, and then their QB, uh, Wisconsin's QB, Jack. Uh, I think it's uh, Cone. I believe is how you say it. Jack Cohn. Uh, 564, five touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, I think he can get the job done if they do stop Jonathan Taylor. So I'm going to go Wisconsin, and I'm going to go the over. 
Yeah, I don't think I gave you guys the over-under. It was 43. 43 is the over-under. Okay. All right. So uh, Caleb takes Wisconsin. Jake takes Wisconsin. I'm going to take Michigan. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I am going to... I'm going to be rooting hard for the Badgers um, on Saturday. I'm going to be glued to the TV for this one. I'm really excited about this one. I want to see nothing more than the khakis start sweating. Um, the the old school trucker hat of hardball, get a little sweaty. Um, you know, him trying to figure out what play to run. Um, I would definitely take Wisconsin, but since I want to get a leg up on you guys in case they lose, I'm going to take the over. I'm going over on this one. Over 43 and a half. You took Wisconsin, right? Yeah, I'm going over. All righty. So uh, that's everybody's picks on that one. Uh, where do you guys want to head to next? The next biggest one? No, let's do uh, what's what's next one as uh, far as time. As far as time? what? Yeah, they should be. Uh, I don't have them in time order. I got you. One second here. Yeah, Air Force at Boise. That this, one's this on is, Friday, this, isn't this it? Is Friday night. Yeah, okay. Let's do that one. Okay. Oh, my boy, Hank Bachmeyer. We got Air Force at Boise, and Boise is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. And the over-under on this one is 56. Both teams are undefeated. Um, Bachmeyer didn't look very good in his last win against Marshall. Um, I got the first pick. Yep. All right, Bachmeyer, Bachmeyer. I like this stat line. Um, 68 for 110. He's got almost 1,000 yards passing in three games, four touchdowns, but he's thrown three picks. Uh, one thing I heard about Bachmeyer is um, a lot of recruits would show up to these campus visits, and they would wear, like, like athletic gear, right? He would show up in a suit and tie to all of his recruiting visits, like, official. And they, they showed all these pictures on ESPN of him at, like, different, different college campuses in, like, a suit and tie with these other recruits <laughs> wearing, like, under Armour shirts. So, Bachmeyer, my man, um, he's got the brother Buck, Buck Bachmeyer, ha- uh, Tiger Bachmeyer, and Bear Bachmeyer. This guy is tough. He's going to be slinging around. Um, the Air Force spread offense is, is not going to be enough for Boise. Uh, give me Boise. I'll give you the points, and um, the Broncos get the win on the blue turf. Yeah, I'm going to go with you on this. I'm going to go Boise, and I think they covered the eight and a half. Um, I just Air Force's offense is that stupid uh, triple option offense, right? That's yep. what they run, right? Yeah. And I can't stand any team that runs that offense, so I'm, I, w- I will always go against that. They, uh, they beat Colorado. They did. They and beat Nebraska. Their QB only who has was who was picked by some to win the Big Ten um, West. That's just right. Saying, just saying. Well, their QB has 12 pass attempts, and I think they're going to need to score a little more against Boise State. Seven of 12 so for 155 <laughs> yards. He has 12 pass attempts and a pick. <laughs> so one, one out of every 12. Yeah. So if he throws but 12 passes in this game, there's going to be a turnover. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's, uh, that's how it uh, adds up right there. What do you got, Caleb? You got you got the Falcons, or are you going to go with the Broncos? Well, since you guys are going with uh, the Boise, I'm not going to pick Air Force because I don't think they're going to win. But I'm going to take the under 56. Ooh. Boise's going to win. They're going to win by 14 points or, or so. But it's going to be low scoring. It's, it's yeah. Because like Air Force is going to keep the ball, but they're going to get down there. 
three two is gonna happen again. <laughs> they're gonna get down there and they're gonna have to kick a field goal. So it's gonna be low scoring. But uh, but yeah, I, since since those two are taking Boise, I I can't take Air Force and feel good about my chances. So I'm gonna take the under on that one. All right, Jake and I are agreement on the Boise uh, covering the spread, and Caleb's gonna take the under. That's a, that's a really good call, Caleb, with the triple option. Uh, that's probably a safe play. So, all right. So, uh, let's go next to the uh, middle of the day game. Let's go to Auburn at Texas A and M. Why is that a middle of the day game? Anybody tell me that one? Tweet at us at Kick Six Podcast. Tell me why it's a middle of the day it's game. Because Georgia plays at night. Oh, okay. It's good. It's because uh, Bama plays at noon. <laughs> Again, for Nick Saban, he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna love that noon kickoff. Alrighty, um, Auburn. Gus against Jimbo. I think that's the the two coolest names uh, coaches match up here. Gus against Jimbo. Yes, they have Texas A&M at minus three and a half. So they're a three and a half point favorite at 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 Kyle Field. Yeah. Yeah, So, I mean, that's pretty much they're giving this. They don't know. They're just giving a field goal to the home team. So, Uh, Nate, you have the first pick on this one also. All right. Random generator. I get back to back. This is like snake draft here. Um, well, you gave me a random order also. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, this one's tough. Um, Auburn, they beat Oregon. Uh, they beat a couple nobodies since then. Uh, 35.3 points a game. TAMU's at 37.7. Uh, they're both giving up around two touchdowns a game. Um, they're both only giving up on the defensive side somewhere around 270 yards average. Um, between the two teams. Um, man, I was kind of high on uh, on uh, Tam at points. I was kind of high on Auburn. Um, here's what I'm going to go with. Uh, I think at the beginning of the year, a lot of people had Auburn picked to win this game. Um, kind of had Texas A&M uh, struggling in this game. Um, what's the s- How many points is Texas A&M at three? Yeah. Give me Auburn. Half. I will take Auburn. I'm climbing on the Gus bus. Bo Nix, uh, he might be uh, have a little inexperience, but uh, I think they pull this out. I think their defense uh, shuts down Mond and the boys. Mond really struggled against Clemson. So um, I think Auburn uh, has just enough on the defensive side. So give me the points. Give me Auburn, and uh, we'll see what happens. All righty. That... I was getting ready for you to uh, pick one or the other, and I was going to go opposite just because. Uh, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take ten, I'm gonna take Texas A&M for the reason being, Bo Nix, freshman, first SEC game, big stage, Kyle Field. He hasn't been there before. Kellamond been in the big game, played Clemson twice, almost beat him last year, at home. I'm taking Texas A&M to cover. I'm thinking it's going to be close. It's going to be like a four point, five point. It's not going to be much, but they're going to cover and get the win. All right, so I'm going to ask one question, though, about that Clemson game in 2018. Who carried them for a few series while Kellen Mond was struggling against Clemson in 2018? Is that Nikki Starkle? Nikki, the Starkle Sparkle, baby. The 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 favorite, the Fayetteville hometown favorite, Nick Starkle, the the chosen one to hey, bring Nikki. us to bring us out of the the the, the stellar the cellar of sneakiness. About about Nick Starkle at the game that we went to, 
every possession, the announcer never neglected to say Nick Starkle was still in the game. I think they had high hopes on that. They were super Nikki. excited at, at, at Donald W. Riddle's Razorback Stadium to tell us that Nick Starkle was in at quarterback every single drive. So I just wanted to throw that in there because I knew Jake would like to hear that about, about right. his boy. Yep. So for this one, I was going to go Auburn, but I'm going to flip the yeah, I'm going to flip to Texas A&M. I'm going to take the over 48 and a half. Uh, I think Jimbo and Mond are going to take care of business. I don't like Bo Nix. Um, I know he's a freshman, and he might end up being good. But as of right now, he hasn't looked good, in my opinion. And I think Gus is on the decline. I, I think I think that's a really good pick. I, I thought you guys would both go with A&M, so I want I wanted to be the opposite. I want to, to pick Auburn. So, are you taking the over and under as your as your your main pick? Or are you taking? Um, I'm taking over forty eight and a half. Okay, you're going over eight. Yep. Okay. All right. So this is gonna be a high scorer. Um, one other thing to think about too is is you know we think about that first game against Oregon as a big game. Yes, it was right, but it wasn't essentially a road game, right? Auburn had the place packed. Kyle Field's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be wild there. So we'll see what happens. Cool. Where are we headed next? Um, I don't. You didn't. You didn't give me times on these. I just looked up West Virginia. <laughs> I wasn't giving that much effort. West, I'm sorry, guys. West Virginia at Kansas. Yep. Our Jayhawks and Les Miles, baby. They have a winning record through three games. Alrighty. West Virginia is the five point favorite here. Um, favorite on the road. Favorite That's on a the terrible road. call. I don't think, what, what and is, the what and is, the over under is fifty. What is Kansas? Oh, Kansas Memorial Stadium at Lawrence, Kansas. We can get tickets as low as twenty dollars. Let's go. Head on there. We got the the miles train. It's happening. All right. So whose pick is this, Kim? Uh, I get the first pick on this one. All right. Um. Yeah, I don't like either team in this one. <laughs> Honestly, uh, they're both. Actually, they they're both coming off big wins, aren't they? Kansas against the. Not very good Boston College team, and then uh, who'd West Virginia beat? Uh, North Carolina State on the road. Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. Um, Over under is big. It's a Big Twelve game. I don't know much about either team. I know they're both coming off big wins. I think West Virginia's was probably a bigger win because we we'll get into this in the next segment of how awful the <laughs> ACC is besides Clemson, but. Uh, so I'm going to take the over 50 because strictly because I haven't done much research on either team. I just know they're both coming off big wins. They're both going to be ready to go. The the two teams' points per games are almost exactly 50 points. Okay, yeah, I'm going to take the over 50. Okay. No. 50 points combined. Oh, 50 points combined. 23-7 for um, West Virginia and 26-3 for Kansas. Oh, wow. <laughs> I guess I should have known that, but I'm going to stick to my guns and say over 50. West Virginia threw up um, 44 last week, and Kansas threw up, threw up 48. So over 50 is is a pretty big call. You want me to go or you? How does, how Nate, does this happen? Nate has the next pick. Okay, how does this happen, though? All right. Kansas lost 12-7 to at Coastal Carolina at home, or against Coastal Carolina at home. Then they go on the road to Boston College and they win forty-eight to twenty-four. Inconsistency. <laughs> what do you got, Jake? Um. Oh, it's my pick. Kansas okay. all day. 
No doubt about it. We're taking Kansas. I'm hopping on the the Les Miles train. He still got it in him. Kansas goes to three and one. Uh, they they are going to be at the top of the Big Twelve um, with, <laughs> with with a one and zero record. Uh, they're going to be tied. With, they're going to be tied with the the OUs and the Texases of the world. That's a bold at, move. At one and zero. Give me Kansas. I'll, give me those five points. I'm not going to need them. They're going to win by fourteen. Yeah, I like that. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Uh, I think I agree. I think West Virginia is terrible. Their uh, running back has 28 carries through three games. And if they're not going to be able to run the ball, I don't think they win because Kansas was able to stop A.J. Dillon. And A.J. Dillon is one of the best running backs in the nation. So I think Puka Williams and uh, KU, I think, uh, win this game. But I think it's I think it's a under, under 50. So you're going, you're going with Kansas. Yeah, I think Kansas wins, but give me the under 50. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. It's a barn burner in Lawrence. Right. Yeah, for the points, I'm taking the under. All right. So uh, what is that? That's that's four in the books. We got two more. I think you guys can, can imagine what the last game is going to be. But before we get there, let's go to um, Oklahoma State at Texas. All righty, guys. Uh, Oklahoma State is a six-point dog in this one. Texas has the six-point advantage, At and home. the over/under is seventy-three. And Texas might score that and, by themselves. And Nate, you have the first pick. All right, all right. Um, Oklahoma State's looked pretty good. They're three and zero. They 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 beat. Um, the Oregon State Beavers and the and the turnover chainsaw out there on the road uh, week one. Um, they had a win over um, Tulsa this last week, uh, forty to twenty one. Pretty decisive uh, win over the in state team uh, from Tulsa. Um, Texas had a decided, you know, easy win against Rice, uh, coming off that tough battle against LSU. Uh, give me Texas. I'll give you the the six points. Uh, no doubt about it. Texas wins by a couple touchdowns. Uh, Ellinger and the boys are just too much um, for Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's quarterback uh, Sanders has has some good some good stats. Spencer Sanders, um, you know, he's like right around seventy percent completion percentage. Um, you know, he's he's looking decent, but uh, I just don't think it's I don't think it's enough. I think I think Texas is is sort of back. No, give me Oklahoma State. Are you kidding me, Chuba Hubbard? Uh, Best best name in college football. Chubba. Also leading the nation in rushing yards, and he has seven touchdowns. And they have Tylen Wallace, who is considered a top five wide receiver in this draft class um, by a couple people. Um, and it's a loaded draft class for a wide receiver. So I actually think it's super high scoring. He's got six touchdowns. Wallace has six touchdowns. Yeah, and 390 yards. And that's on 15 receptions. You can't see this right now, but I'm I'm flashing – the horns, hook them horns. No. Horns up all the way. Going to blow out Oklahoma State. Only because I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> give me uh, give me Oklahoma State and the plus six. I think they – yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, give me that. I think I think Chubba Hubbard has 2,000 yards in this game, and Tylen Wallace has 1,000. That's a good pick. It's a close game. Even if Oklahoma State loses, you can still get a, still get a victory there. Alrighty, guys, it's my time, my pick. Um, oh man, um, 
73, that's a lot of points, but also it's the Big 12, and it's going to be a shootout. Um, could you tell me their uh, points per po- game? Points per game, yep. Yeah, uh, Oklahoma State's throwing up uh, just under 50, 49-3, and Texas is at 43-7. Uh, they're giving up uh, right around 24 points apiece, 23-7 for OSU, 24 exactly uh, for the Horns. Um, I would say the Oklahoma State's probably played a little bit more powerful offenses with the exception of LSU. Yeah, they gave up, what was that, 45 points to LSU, and they're not that high-flying of a of an offense. I mean, they're doing better than they have in recent years, putting, a game, putting, up, putting up points. But over under 73, it's not 93 like it probably is going to be. So um, I'm just going to, since these two are head-to-head battling it out, I'm going to take the over. All right, so uh, that's so a bold J- prediction. Jake and I are head head to head, and Caleb's taking the over seventy three. Uh, this will be a fun one to watch at uh, six thirty. Uh, this is the night ABC game uh, coming up this Saturday, so should be uh, should be a fun one. All right, so that transitions us to game number game number six, uh, and I think everyone's probably going to know what this one is. This is the side of game day, the one that we. Uh, had plans of, of maybe going to check out, but with the uh, crazy high ticket prices and the uh, the lack of record income coming setting in from ticket yeah, prices, oh, record well, setting top but, top three, I guess. But um, yeah, so uh, game day will be there. It's going to be a crazy atmosphere between the hedges. We have Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish from South Bend, Indiana, coming down below the Mason Dixon line to play the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, we got that one in Stan- Stanford Stadium. There in Athens. Um, wow. The uh, the spread here is Georgia is a 14-point favorite in this one, and the over-under is 56-and-a-half. And, Jake, you have the first pick. 14 points. All right, well, you guys are going to hate me, I know. But I am, I am picking Georgia just because it's at Georgia. Um, I don't honestly don't like Jake Fromm. I think he's super overrated. But I do think being in that atmosphere, I think Georgia pulls it out. But I think Notre Dame does cover. So I'm going to go Notre Dame. Give me Notre Dame with the points for the Did for what see? we're actually counting. Okay. Plus 14. I think they cover the plus 14. All right. I hey. think they lose, but I think it, it's with I, a touchdown, um, <laughs> maybe 10. But I don't think it's any more than that. I think Notre Dame keeps it close. I think they're getting um, killed by the media. They're not giving really – a shot, obviously. Yeah, no, no one's giving giving Notre Dame a chance. We think about recruiting. Um, Georgia, they got a number three ranking right now in the polls. Notre Dame's at seven. That's about consistent with what the recruiting has been. Yeah, you know, Georgia's been the top the top tier with Alabama and Clemson. Notre Dame's in that second tier with Oklahoma, with Ohio State. I mean, Ohio State's really far up there. Uh, Notre Dame's in that that middle, you know, second tier. Uh, no one is giving them any respect. We talked in the last podcast about, um, you know, messing up their opponents, you know, not, not saying the names right, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Notre Dame has Cole Komet coming back. I know he's one player. They, they've really got some things to do on the O-line. That's, that's the big kicker. Uh, and you play a team like Georgia that's got studs on both sides of the ball. Um, they're going to struggle. Notre Dame's Defensive line is really, really strong. They got some high draft picks. They're really deep at defensive end. They've got two guys on on the bench that play DN uh, that would probably start on ninety eight percent of you know D one teams, and they're on the bench. Um, where Notre Dame is going to struggle is the linebackers. 
Um, that that middle area is is really really young with not a lot of experience. The back end is is strong. It, it's safeties. Uh, the safeties and corners are all seniors. Um, they've got a five star stud that they stole from Georgia straight from Atlanta. Uh, Kyle Hamilton had a big game this last game. Um, he will be a factor. Um, he had his first first pick first, first pick pick six actually yeah. in that game uh, against New Mexico. So. It's going to be tough. Ian Book is going to have to play flawless. Yeah, it's um, going to have to be his best game. He's they're going to have a hard time doing anything on the running game because of all the injuries they got. It's been brutal uh, over in South Bend um, with the running game. Georgia, Georgia's going to run the ball. They're going to run it well. If they can sack the box and, and force make force Fromm Jake to throw, Fromm to throw, yeah. yes, then, then they can keep trust it close. in your studs um, that are going to they're going to save you. They are. Right. And you you can't go against uh, you know the media and and all those outlets that are saying Notre Dame's going to get blown out of this game because what does Notre Dame do in the big games? Sometimes they get blown out. Um, you know that, it would be that, tough for they anybody. lost by one in seventeen. Yeah. The game at the Cotton Bowl wasn't nearly as bad as the, the scoreboard score showed. We were there. We watched every single snap. And. Clemson was awesome. Clemson is, yeah, they're the best defense I've ever seen ever last year. And, um, well, I got the next pick, so I'm going to also take Notre Dame to cover. I don't think as much as I want them to win, I don't think it happens. Just because of the sheer fact that our our middle of the the middle of the the middle of the defense is not the great not the best. I think those running backs for Georgia put up almost 300 yards rushing, but but we keep Jake Fromm from from winning it with his arm. I think they win it on the ground, and that's just how it goes. And like and like they said, they're not gonna they're not gonna blow them out by winning it on the ground. They're gonna get tired. They always happens. But like Jake said, probably seven to ten points, maybe. Maybe, maybe even push. Maybe, maybe even push. maybe even a uh, yeah a push or maybe even just by three points like it was two years ago, but I'm going to take Notre Dame to cover. So, so what, what we need to think about it, it was 20 to 19 in South Bend uh, in 20, 2017. Georgia was not the Georgia we know now. Georgia was was expected to be good, but they hadn't had the you know the playoff run that they had that year. Uh, Notre Dame was coming off of a four and eight season, probably one of the worst seasons in program history. Um, so to- two total different programs since then. Georgia's the, the juggernaut now, and Notre Dame's this team kind of in the in the second level. Um, I-, I can't pick against them. I, I-, I think I'm going to agree with you guys. Notre Dame covers the 14. And honestly, as a Notre Dame fan, th- that the state of where the program is with the players that we have right now, a logically thinking Notre Dame fan – if they cover, I'm walking away from this game as that's what I expected. Beginning of the year, I expected them to beat every team on their schedule with the exception of, of Georgia. If they come out with a victory, I'm going to be more than ecstatic. But I, I think a win for, for this, you cover the spread, like you said, yeah. seven, ten, three points, something like that. Even if it's 12 points, um, I think you can walk away from there. It's like, hey, we, we can hang with – with anybody, do you as a fan want to say, "Hey, we can hang with anybody"? Or you expect to win? Thirteen points, and we all get a W on that one. That's right. That's right. I'm gonna I'm gonna be sad. I'm gonna be sad on Sunday if we lose by three. I'm gonna be sad on Sunday if we lose by thirty. I'm gonna be ecstatic if we win. But uh, for me, um, 
I think at the, the place of where the, where these two programs are, I think if you can keep it close and make it a tough battle, and you never know. In a close game, things change. Like you said, if we stack the box and we put our senior, our senior defensive backs up against their young freshmen in a big stage late in the game, you got you got to like your chances, you know. So keep it close, stack the box. If you can if you can force them to throw and let your studs, you know, obviously their guys are studs. They're just young, you know what I mean. So um, if you can match up match up close on the outside and then uh, and try to at least slow the running game down, you're not going to stop Georgia uh, on the run. But uh, if you can if you can stop them a little bit, they're they're at um, 286 yards a game rushing, but they have not played anybody. You know, Notre Dame's going to have guys that are that are equal or just a little bit less talent than, than Georgia players, where Georgia's played teams that have, I mean, no chance of even matching up talent-wise. So uh, I'm going to take Notre Dame to cover. I'm going to be super excited for this game. I'm pumped up. It's going to be great. It's going to be a great atmosphere, and uh, we'll see what these teams are made of. It would be interesting to, to, to think, guys, what happens? What, what's the conversation like Sunday and Notre Dame walks out of Stanford Stadium with the win? Is it the SEC is just down, or is it, hey, Notre Dame somebody we need to watch out for? Well, I don't think it's the SEC down. I think maybe Georgia's overrated, and I think if Notre Dame wins, it's because from has to pass. Uh, has to pass. Yeah. Notre Dame loses even in a close game. Paul Feinbaum, oh, they're trash, and they'll never make it back, don't deserve it. They win, oh, yeah, they're, they're still not that good. Georgia's down. Alabama's best team in the nation. Freaking roll tide. Roll tide. That's right. All right, so that's that's going to be a fun one. We'll see uh, we'll see what happens, and uh, I'm excited for that. I hope you guys are uh, excited for that. If you guys like our picks, hate our picks, whatever, uh, comment on us on Twitter, Kick Six Podcast, um, tweet at us, let us know your thoughts, and uh, we want to get this conversation going. We haven't had a lot of response from that, but uh, let us know what you think. So uh, that is the end of our picks for week number four. We got a really good week this week. Um, Let's move into. Uh, I got some questions, so I'm gonna ask some questions. We're gonna we're gonna bounce these back and forth, and uh, and go from there. And these are some things we want you guys to take on as well. All right, so let's go from this. Any year that we have seen some some bad losses by SEC teams, uh, Mississippi State lost to Kansas State. We saw Tennessee lose a game. We saw Florida not look that great. Tennessee lost two games. Yeah, two bad games. <laughs> uh, we saw South Carolina lose to UNC with a new coach with, with a bad record last year with not a lot of players. Of course, UNC has a good quarterback. We saw that loss. We saw, uh, we've seen some other losses. We saw a Missouri team lose to Wyoming. Ole Miss to Memphis. Ole Miss to Memphis. We've seen some bad, bad losses. So here's my question. Is the SEC reign as the toughest conference, top to bottom, is it over? What do you think? Um, this year, the East is weak. Yeah, the East is pretty weak. I mean, we can't say much about Arkansas, but, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think top to bottom they are. I think the I think the Big Twelve has a little bit of a an edge on us. Not it's not huge, but they do. But I mean, <laughs> SEC plays coming up. It's all gonna get just gonna be a big. Cluster because you know how everyone beats up on each other. But this preseason, they haven't had any spectacular wins, but they've had some really tough, really bad-looking losses. I don't know what you guys have to say about that. Um, 
Uh, I don't know if they're the toughest conference. I think the bottom of the SEC is the bottom of the SEC, as it's always been. But, I mean, they have, what, five teams in the top ten, which is Georgia, Bama, LSU, Auburn, and Florida, which I think Auburn and Florida probably fall out of the top 25 at some point this year. Um, but that's still – that's half the top ten is SEC right now. So I can't – I don't think you can say that the reign's over because how many teams they have in it. Obviously, some of those teams I don't think should be in it. Um, but they're going to at least have four teams in the top 25 by the end of the year. So I don't know. I think um, – no, I don't think it's over. I definitely don't think it's over. I think I think you see probably Florida come up, you know, come up again. Um, and then obviously the West is going to be strong like it normally is with Jimbo at A&M. And then you got Bama and Auburn and the The LSU. SEC – Versus power five teams in non-conference is four and five. Yeah, that's not good. That's not that good. Um, the Pac-12 is five and four against power five. The Big Ten, five and four. The Big 12, six and four over power five teams. And the ACC, three and eight. So that moves us to our next question. Um, is the ACC the worst of the power five conferences? Are they the worst, top to bottom? They have the they have the big dog, but top to bottom, are they the worst Power Five conference? You said the ACC. I mean, yeah, ACC, uh, Atlantic Coast Conference. They're three and eight. Um, outside of Clemson, yeah, right. They're I only mean, they're only twelve and nine against other FBS teams. Uh, they're two and ten overall. The ACC is, and they're one and four versus ranked teams. The ACC. So, so they're one and four versus ranked teams. Yeah, and I'm assuming that only wins. Clemson. Clemson, right? Yeah. That's what against, I thought. I mean, against, against a ranked team in their own conference. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it has to be. Like, isn't uh, Boston College is in the ACC, right? Yeah. I mean, that's probably your second best team, right? With A.J. Dillon up there and everything. Yeah, they just lost to Kansas. And they just lost to Kansas, exactly. Uh, Mar- Maryland, Maryland, which is a Big Ten team that was like 2-10 last and year. They just lost. They had a 63-20 to 20 win over a ranked Syracuse team. Right. But then went on and lost this week. To Temple, which was an yeah. American Athletic Conference. Right. Uh, Penn State has a win. Penn State, um, I forgot about them. Uh, over Pittsburgh, which is an ACC team. So, and that was a seventeen to ten win. But Penn, Penn State's good. Penn State's not. But but Pittsburgh won their division last year. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, so uh, yeah, I think yeah, out of the major conferences, I think if I mean if the ACC doesn't have Clemson. They got nothing. Penn State. I mean, when Saquon no, Barkley Pittsburgh. was there. The Penn, Penn State's in the in the Big Ten. Pittsburgh, oh, sorry, Pittsburgh. sorry, sorry, Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. Um, Virginia's looking pretty good with Bryce Perkins. I think they're I think they're the the second best team in the ACC. You think uh, so? Florida State's down. Yeah, I yeah. Think, Florida State. I think Virginia. Yeah. I think Virginia's their, their second best. Team. I guess. What do you think, Kim? Florida State's booty. <laughs> Actually, yeah, Miami's booty too. <laughs> well, well, here's the here's, Florida school. Here's the booty. problem with with Florida State is they have the athletes. They have the athletes. When they do the team talent composite, which is, means they take the talent of all the players, Florida State's like top ten with talent. It's the same for USC. The talent is there. They're just not getting the wins. So Willie Taggart, he he doesn't know what he's doing. Free Willie, baby. Free Willie. <laughs> all right. I so, think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna match that two hundred forty dollars. All right. So. so we've talked about the SEC. Uh, we think the rain is it's on the bubble right now, uh, top to bottom. We talked about the ACC. Um, they 
they are pretty weak, and they have been pretty weak. Um, without the with the absence of Florida State, with the absence of Miami, um, in those teams in Miami, we don't really know what they are. Um, is the Big Twelve the best of the Power Five conference? Are they the best conference off the bottom in the country? Now I say that because this week the Big Twelve had a really good week. They um, they they had the Iowa State loss. Um, of course, Texas lost to LSU. Uh, but what, this week, West Virginia picked up a win. Uh, Kansas State picked up a win against SEC team. Um, OU is just, I mean, they're just stroking dudes. Um, Texas has looked pretty good. KU picked up a win. KU picked up a, a Power 5 win. Just, just think about that, guys. KU, KU won a game. So they are 60% against Power 5 uh, non-conference games. They're 6-4. and four. Um, yeah, But they are 0-2 against ranked teams. So, But overall... The Big 12 is 22-5 and five overall. That's 81.5% winning percentage against those teams in the Big 12. Yeah, so. if, if we're going off just sheer, like, so how far, many games so they've far. won and all that. I mean, they're, they're, getting into, they're getting into league play now, so we're about to see the 75-74 uh, games, <laughs> like the shootouts. But if we're going on a sheer just numbers, yes, they win. They win on paper. But are their defense – do they are they going to be able to pl- play with the defenses of the SEC or the def- well I guess they proved that with uh, Florida or sorry Kansas State I just I always have Florida on my mind I can't get that off of there uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean can they compete with Big Ten defenses can they compete with SEC defenses Pac twelve defenses I mean obviously two two teams. This week beat ACC opponents. Yeah, so this week Kansas so beat Boston obviously College. ACC is not that good. Yeah, the, the Kansas win, the West Virginia win, the Kansas State win uh, were over Power Five teams, and they were all underdogs. Yeah, so I think if I had to rate the five conferences, it would be Big Twelve number one, basically because on paper, and then not far behind would be the SEC and. The uh, the Big Ten because those te- those those two conferences are pretty pretty even. They got they got the they got the few at the top, just like just like the SEC has a few at the top, and then then it would go the Pac twelve, then the ACC. That's how I'd rank those those five right now as okay. of as of week three. All right. So uh, the next question uh, that we have, uh, not to leave the Pac twelve out of the discussion, we talked about the Big Ten. I think the Big Ten, if we were going to have a question, is is the Big Ten the most consistent top to bottom? I mean, you've got some good teams, and then you've got everybody else who's who's in the middle. You don't have any, like, terrible teams, I don't think, maybe Rutgers. Um, but uh, I think that's a, that's a league where anybody can beat anybody, just like the Pac-12 is. Uh, but I do have a Pac-12 question. Can a Pac-12 team make the playoff? Can a Pac-12 team make the playoff? Right now in the Pac-12 – um, there's three and O Utah, okay. There's three and O Washington State. There's three and O Arizona State. Everybody else has dropped the game, uh, whether it be in league play or um, in non-conference play. No, I think the only team that could have made it was Oregon, and obviously they just lost to Auburn. So, and I don't think Auburn's that good. So, so I think that's a bad loss. What if Utah runs the table? I don't think it matters. I don't think you're getting in over Clemson, Bama, OU, OSU, LSU, Georgia, no matter. How, I mean, all those teams would have, like, at least 
obviously Clemson, Bama, and probably I would OSU probably are three almost guaranteed in the top four. I think. Yeah. So State, so yeah. Utah goes undefeated. They have home wins against. They'll have to have a home win against Washington State. Uh, they'll have a road win against BYU. BYU continues to win. Uh, that looks like a really good win on right. the road. Uh, week win, week one. I don't know. I I think Utah has a chance um, because of the fact that the other leagues, somebody's going to get knocked off. Do I think Utah can lose? Absolutely. Um, I want to see that. I think it's week next week. Washington State plays Utah, and week five, and uh, so I really want to see that. Um, that'll be that'll be telling. Uh, but I, I think there could be enough losses where a team could sneak in, but they're going to have to be undefeated, and they're going to have to be, you know, Washington State's going to have to only lose one game, and that's to Utah. You know, and some of those other teams, uh, they go on the road to USC. They're going to have to win that game decisively. Um, I don't know that there's enough other good teams. You know what I mean? Those other teams' right. records are going to have to stay strong in order. But USC has a, a loss on the road to BYU, I don't know. BYU is a tough team, so um, it's tough. It, it's interesting to see, but right now, I, I think there's a possibility. We'll look at this again, um, you know, midway through the season, and it may be like there's no chance. Like but three I, weeks, four yeah, weeks from now. I, yeah, I, I think there's a possibility. All right, so that brings us to uh, the next question. We got just a couple more here. Um, Caleb, this one's for you. This is this is this question is is directed to you. Is UCF the best team in Florida. 110%. They dominated the Stanford. They were faster. One more 110%. They're not getting any love. So what happens uh, when UCF goes undefeated again? Oh, I mean, they're still out. There's no doubt about that. The The American Conference is tough. I, the, the I don't know. Power Six Conference. I'm actually, yeah, I mean, Miami's booty. Florida, I'm not even getting started on them, guys. And, I mean, Florida State, they just... They're until until something drastically different happens over there. They're not gonna. Uh, I think Taggart is just over. They're not. Yeah, they're not gonna. They're not gonna have a chance. Um, but yes, UCF. They're definitely the best Florida Florida team. And two Florida teams are actually in my next in our next two questions for me. Anyways, okay. and I'll tell you those two when we get there. <laughs> I, I can I can imagine where that one is going um, for the Florida teams. So. Um, all right, Jake, what do you think? Do UCF the best team in Florida? Yeah, yeah, I think. I mean, yeah, they are. There's just <laughs> – I mean, you look at the other teams. FSU's terrible. Miami's not that good. Florida's overrated. Yeah, they're number nine. Or, yeah, number nine. Is that right? Yep. Number nine in the nation? Yeah. So, I just – I mean, what, who's the other team? South Florida, you got Florida Atlantic, Florida International. I mean, obviously, they're better than those teams. So, yeah, I think I think it's embarrassing I think the fact that Miami and Florida State aren't ranked is bad. Like, it's yeah, just so not let, good. Let's do this. Let's do Florida and Miami have already already played, right? So Florida wins that one. Let's let's play UCF and Florida State. The winner of that one plays. So UCF wins that one. You By got UCF against Florida uh, in the in the in the championship game. Two million. Um, <laughs> yeah. So so who wins? I think you think UCF takes the Gators. Uh, you think to that point in the program, we saw them lose last year in the in the Peach Bowl, yeah, the Peach Bowl, to LSU, but it was it was a close game. It, they gave LSU everything they wanted. They they beat Bam or uh, Auburn a couple years ago. It blows my mind that Florida's top ten. 
I just I don't understand how they're number nine. Like it doesn't. They were make ten two last sense. year, man. They beat Michigan. Yeah, it they beat just, Michigan. It just doesn't make any. You like, beat Michigan as long as your name's not Notre Dame. Right, you're you're it because Michigan is it. They literally know? Florida has had Felipe Franks and C.J. Henderson, who's their stud corner, and that's it. Like I don't understand how they're number nine. And they Felipe got, they got Franks was good, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, and they have a good D line. They do, but I mean, oh, you just watch terrible. them play. Like, they're not a top-ten team. Top-ten teams wouldn't be down to Kentucky by 17, 17 yeah. typically. I mean, that's just – they just Yeah, because we, we were talking before this or, or the last um, last podcast that we're thinking about Arkansas looking for an SEC win, and that, that SEC win might be the best chance of either Mississippi State or Kentucky. And, you know, Florida had their hands full. So um, – you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think UCF is the best team in Florida. All right, so here we go. I want to go first on this one. What is the, the most underrated team through three weeks? Uh, this is a team that wasn't getting any love at the beginning of the year. So beginning of the year, they weren't getting any love. Through three weeks, we've seen uh, them prove otherwise. My team is Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin, they got studs on the O-line. They've got the best running back in the nation. And now they have a quarterback who can throw the ball. You think about all those successful Wisconsin teams, could they throw the ball? No. They've got a guy, Jack Combe, he can throw the ball. Wisconsin, deciding win this week over Michigan. Uh, it's coming. You guys, you guys mark it in your calendars. It's going to happen on Saturday. Big noon, they call it. Uh, it's going down. So my most underrated team through three weeks is the Wisconsin Badger. That is a very good uh, – that's a very good pick. I, I think – as well, they're the most unra- underrated team. But I'm going to actually, for the one time on this show, that I'll probably ever say anything good about Florida, I think the UCF Knights are underrated. I think the last two years have been very good in that program. They have, pr- they've, like I was listening to Curve Herstreet was talking about them today, he said they've now prove themselves. I don't think they've proved themselves enough to be in a playoff contender just because they're, I guess, so so to speak, their strength of schedule isn't there, but they are blowing teams out. So you think about It's not this, even close. If you think about the tiers of, of, of power, you've got the Bamas, you've got the Clemsons in, in Tier 1. Tier 2, you've got Ohio State, you've got Georgia, you've got OU. You've got LSU. You think about Tier 3. You've got your Notre Dames. You've got um, whatever the best Pac-12 team is. You've did, got you say, did you say Texas? What's that? Texas, Texas would they be Texas in Texas would tier, be in this, this, tier three, three. this third tier. You've got Texas. You've got Notre Dame. You've got, I think, UCF. I think you've got like a team like Wisconsin uh, in that third tier. I, I think UCF is definitely there. You have a, 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 a Utah yeah, Utah, Washington, Washington State, State, whoever comes out of the Pac-12. Yeah, uh, in that third tier, I don't think I don't think the Pac-12 has a team that, that's going to sneak into that second tier. It's not going to happen. Um, they just they just haven't proved it in the games when they play um, big non-conference games. They just haven't proved it. So uh, I think they're in that third tier. Uh, that's where I'm at. All right. Well, 
I'll go my most underrated will be Arkansas Ari- Razorbacks. <laughs> yeah, uh, Arizona State. Arizona State. Yeah, they're th- they're three and zero. They just beat Michigan State, who they held to seven points. Ten to seven. They only scored ten. Yeah, they did. They're only scoring twenty points a game, but they're only giving up seven. So obviously their defense is really good, and they also have Eno Benjamin, who uh, a lot of people think is top five running back in next year's uh, NFL draft class. So um, maybe top six in that range. Um, so they could score, I think, if they figure out later in the year. Because, I mean, they have weapons. So I'm going to go Arizona State. Yeah, they're undefeated. Um, big win against Michigan State. They play Colorado. Um, so Colorado's going to push over. And then after that, they play Cal, Washington State, Utah. Um, so they've got they've got a little stretch right there. So we'll see. We'll see how they look and see. I mean, they're going to have to score more points against those teams because they're not going to hold Washington State to seven points. I mean, that's just not going to happen. Um, so we'll see. But I think, uh, yeah, I mean, nobody's really talked about them. So oh, not all. good pick, good pick. They were definitely underrated. They're still not even ranked, so uh, right on. They're 24 now. 24? Yeah, right, after Michigan cool. State, they went cool. up to so 24. The Pac-12's getting a few teams in there that are ranked, uh, whether it be high or low. All right, so last question of the night. Um, most overrated through three weeks, and we'll go backwards. We'll let you go first, all right. Jake. I'm going to go Auburn. I think uh, Auburn's overrated. I think um, they've got Bo Nix, who I believe was a five-star. I think he was pro- I think he was number one dual threat in the nation. Um, he hasn't looked good. Um, their defense of their defensive line is what they were praised about all year, and they—I mean, yeah—they've looked good, but they haven't been dominant, in my opinion. And I think Gus Malzahn's offensive scheme that he runs—I think people are catching up to it. I mean, it doesn't even—he used to scheme stuff. You know, you saw them play Bama a couple of years ago, and they were scoring all over him. And now I don't even know if they'd score two touchdowns. As of right now, I mean, I, I think they're highly – I mean, they're a top – I think they're number eight right now. So I think that would be a big overrated team. Um, uh, another thing, uh, UCF plays Pitt this week, so another chance at a ooh, power five team. Yeah. So. And, and they are um, – they are a 12-and-a-half-point favorite on the road at a power five team, UCF. Oh, so, wow. So Vegas is noticing it. Yeah. But I, I just noticed that, so I want to throw that out there. Um, tickets as low as $17. As you, <laughs> as you guys would guess, I'm going back to Florida for my uh, most overrated team, and that is the Florida Gators. How on earth are you ranked? Beat Michigan. Uh, of course, that's why. Okay. <laughs> yeah, how on earth are you ranked? I don't know why I didn't see what their ranking was. Uh, I, thought it was I thought it was nine. nine yeah. You almost lose to an unranked Kentucky team. They played Tennessee this week. Kentucky shouldn't have shouldn't have let y'all let let Florida come back. I mean, that was just I don't know. I guess defense got tired. I guess they they're tired of standing in the long checkout line in Kroger Field. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, they just haven't looked good. I mean, that win against Miami was so sloppy. It, it was awful. I know. I understand it was the first game of the year, but you're Florida. You beat Michigan. You should be better than that. You're ranked. You're ranked. Well, they were ranked higher than that before, weren't they? Sixth or something? Yeah, I think they maybe peaked at seven. Okay. Well, still, that that's the most overrated team I think. And um, yeah, they just. I don't know. I, I guess it's that that SEC tag on their shirt. I guess that's why they're so highly ranked. And and they beat Michigan. So. All right. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have two two takes here. 
Uh, one thing I want to say, though, back with the underrated teams, um, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Um, they're not my most underrated team, but they're another Big Big Ten team that was underrated. Um, everyone was saying this is a year that Harbaugh is going to get them. Not a chance. Ohio State is – they haven't really played anybody, but they're throwing up some huge numbers. Uh, the defense is, is looking solid. I think they're a good team. I think you need to watch out for them making a playoff run. Uh, another thing, um, this is not my most underrated. This is my second most underrated. But you guys know what I'm going to say. The boys from Provo, <laughs> the, the, the Mormon Manziel, the BYU boys, they play Washington at home this week. They're going to get another win over a Power 5 team, Ooh. another win over a Pac-12 team. It's happening this week. W- Washington is on the way uh, down and out. But uh, so my, my BYU boys are definitely underrated. I think they get another win here this week. But my most overrated team, my most overrated team is the Michigan Wolverines. Um, and I'm always hating on Michigan. I'm going to continue down that, that path. Um, everyone said this is the year they're going to make the playoffs. Lots of, lots of big-time um, pickers and big-time sports talkers picked Michigan to make the playoffs. And they haven't shown me anything yet, and I don't <laughs> think they're going to do it. So uh, Michigan is the most overrated. What, what was that score to a uh, very, very good Army team? What was that score? Uh, they, they got lucky. <laughs> In overtime. So, all right, M- Michigan is the most uh, most overrated. All right, let's do this real quick, guys, because we're getting long. Uh, Jake, uh, give, me, give me one sentence on who your Heisman Trophy winner is after three weeks. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. All right, enough said. Oh, yeah. Jalen Hurts. He's just putting out outstanding numbers. I, 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 can't, I can't argue. I mean, I guess I could go with Joe Burrow just because he looks so good. Yeah. Maybe Justin Fields. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, if he keeps throwing picks, that's not going to happen. Uh, Tua, he's just – I don't I don't think he's the same too. I mean, he looked pretty good in the last game. But, I, I mean, he, he got hurt. Did he get hurt last year? No. Yeah, he did get hurt last year. I think I think the, I think, I think the – uh, I really think his body, I mean, that, that defense that he has to face every week in the SEC is just wearing on him. I, I don't think – it's probably going to be Tua just because freaking everyone's up Bama's butt. But I, I, I want Jalen Hurts to win. He, he was my front runner coming into this, and I still think he's out front. All right. So I've got, I've got, I've got three, but I'm going to make them quick. Zach Wilson, Mormon, <laughs> Mormon, Mormon Manziel, uh, he's going to be number three. Um, number two – Anthony Gordo, Gordon from uh, the Wazoo Cougars. He's over there slinging the ball around, looked really good. And then number one, uh, Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. Uh, we're going to switch it up. Running back's going to win. Uh, if the voting was today, he would have my vote. So awesome, guys. Hey, um, thanks for listening. Uh, there's some picks. There's some questions. There's some answers. I hope you guys like them. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Kick 6 Podcast, and number six. Also on Apple iTunes. Find us on there. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review. We're the Kick 6 Podcast. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye.